What's up, everybody? I am Travis. And I'm Cartoon Joe. And welcome back to another episode of this freaking show. It is the weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. Uh, guys, um, God, you're probably just my phone vibrate, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> Normally people would edit that out, but I just don't want to. Uh, Joe, it's weird because we're recording uh, a couple days later than I expected, and it feels like I haven't spoken to you in, like, forever. Even though we just did a live uh, uh, show earlier this week, it still feels like forever. Right? I agree. Cool. Quarantine, quarantine does shit to you, man. It does. It does. It makes time feel so much slower. Yeah. Well, luckily, uh, luckily my quarantine ends uh, Tuesday. I should be able to be back to work on Tuesday, so I'm happy for that. Haven't gotten the... Uh, haven't gotten that pink slip call yet, so we're uh, still still good. Still nice, good. Nice. Uh, guys, if you haven't had a chance to check out last week's episode, make sure you go ahead and check that out. Uh, me and Cartoon Joe were uh, accompanied by the uh, co-hosts of the new um, Freaknet Studios podcast, Pretty Little Freaks. So we got to talk to uh, Laureen and Jordan. And um, not to put Joe on the spot or to give you guys a little behind-the-scenes stuff, but... Uh, Joe, you actually said it was probably one of the funnest shows that uh, we did in a long time. It was. It was. They're uh, they're a great pair, and they uh, uh, great chemistry with each other. Great chemistry with us. Uh, a lot of yeah. fun stories told. Um, it was a good time. Yeah, and I actually uh, I had a conversation with uh, Sarge um, this past weekend uh, when he was doing one of his live episodes. Uh, actually, you know what? Yeah, I think I spoke to him about it. How about like, you know, it was really cool because because uh, Lorraine's a friend of his and Jordan's a friend of mine, and oh. you know they never really met each other, but it's crazy how similar they are. And I think I mentioned that on the show last week too, about two people who've never met before uh, have such great chemistry. It's it's very rare to find that. Yeah, I agree. So I'm really excited for that. Um, I want to dive a little bit into that podcast a little bit later uh, as we uh, go through this. But we're going to start out our show um, with uh, with our fun little uh, segment that we're doing for uh, this season called uh, That Freaking Happened. So, Joe, if uh, if you're ready, you want to give your topic. Uh, if you're not, I'm more than happy to go first. I am ready. Go for it. Uh, it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart, libraries. Uh, on... April 24th, 1800, President John Adams, who, uh, if I remember correctly, was the second president of the United States, uh, approved the appropriation of $5,000 for the purpose of, quote, unquote, such books as may be necessary for the use of Congress. Uh, so essentially, the Library of Congress was, uh, was begun in 1800, so uh, 220 years ago today. Um, as of our recording, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of the great works of literature there. They've collected most of the, the great, uh, pieces of media of American history. Um, you've got almost any book that you want to read is, is, uh, is there, especially if it's a historical work. Uh, you want to read any speech that's ever been given by, uh, any notable American politician that's in there. Um, certain episodes of TV shows and news are there, um, which is pretty cool. So uh, you can check that out on, on their website, I believe, or you can actually go in person to the Library of Congress when this is all over and, uh, and check it out there. 
Or uh, just as a quick side plug, uh, if you don't want to wait for quarantine to be over, you can have the book read to you if you head on over to audibletrial.com slash freaknet. Oh, is it available on uh, an audiobook? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, almost anything is available in audiobook now, so. Right, nice. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to, I wonder if I, cause you just said $5,000, uh, for this library thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think $5,000 doesn't seem like a lot. So I wanted to look at what $5,000 was in 1800. Yeah. And, uh, that's actually $102,000 today. So. That's amazing. A lot of, a lot of money contributed to literature, uh, even back in that time. And it mm-hmm. sucks that that doesn't really seem relevant to, like, current times. Like, I mean, I don't, it's rare you ever hear anyone talk about libraries these days. You know, unless, like, you talk about, like, you know, going to a library, or, like, at college, or obviously, like, you know, school and stuff like that. But, I mean, what adult nowadays, you know, heads to a library to pick up, you know, a book and stuff like that? I do. <laughs> I love my local libraries. Oh, see, I didn't know that. I figured, like, maybe uh, you would uh, be more of an online book guy. Nope. Um, I do use the uh, – I have a couple of different library apps that allow me to to check out ebooks if I want. But I, I prefer having the real physical thing. And if I don't – if it's not a book that I want to buy, I will go to the library and get it. Okay. Nice, nice. Um, well, I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with the uh, theme here, and I also want to talk about some literature for uh, for my choice. Ooh, exciting! April twentieth, eighteen forty one. Uh, the murder of the Rue Morgue by Edgar Allan Poe is published, establishing Ooh. the literature literary genre of the detective story. That's badass. Yeah, I like how we're so in sync when it comes to these things, Joe. Mm-hmm. I appreciate right. it. Right? It's like we want it, like we want to, like we want to surprise each other, but yet we just can't seem to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's weird too, because like looking at this past week, because I mean, when we do our, um, uh, that freaking happen segment, we like to pick something to happen the week of the, uh, recording. Right. And, uh, I was sitting there, I was looking at a lot of shit, and like, you know, actually a lot of religious things were relevant to this week. Uh, mm-hmm. there was a one about, um, I can't remember the scientist, I don't want to pull up the website and go through the issue of finding it, but somebody was talking about how, like, they, uh, they determined that April 23rd was the official day that Jesus was crucified. Oh. Um, there was another one, um, oh, jeez, I can't remember it. I saw something about one of the popes was, uh, elected in the, like, 800 something. Yeah, yeah, that was, was one of them. St. Nicholas the First, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, and, and it's weird because like even like going through these because I I go to one website and I I look through all like the cool I look through everything that happened throughout the week and I want to find like the the best one and yeah it's just like a lot of them just seem to be very religious and I think April is really relevant to like religion and stuff like that you know just because of Easter and all that other shit too it just seems to happen around the same time. Yeah, I um, think it's it's the time of year when when winter really ends around the world. So yeah. I think there's just there's a lot of association with the sort of return of the sun and uh the the opportunity to have a harvest again and uh the world comes back to life. It's nice. Right. And God we trust was finally put on a on a coin uh this week too. That was uh that was mm. one of the other things. Um another thing that happened this week, and not to get too dark, but just a brief uh mention of it um this past uh april 20th was the 21st anniversary of columbine which uh 
a lot of school shootings happened, and they're all horrible. I'm not I'm not trying to justify any one's wor- uh, worse than the other. They're all horrible. Um, but Columbine, I think, uh, it impacted my life more than anything because I think it was the first like large scale school school shooting that happened in my life that I like remember. I mean, I, I think when it happened in '99, I was uh, I was nine years old, and uh, I, I remember um, when it ha- when it happened that. Uh, at the end of the school year that year, so I mean, because it happened April twentieth and um, May was the end of the school year, so we did a. Um, we did like those end of the year like music concerts and stuff like that that um, yeah. kids do. And ninety nine was if I was nine years old. I don't know what that put me at like third or fourth grade. I can't fucking remember how grades work nowadays. I don't know. Yeah, probably about there. Twelve, eleven, ten, nine. Yeah, yeah, it's like around third or fourth grade. Um, yeah, fourth grade. There we go. We'll do fourth grade. Sure. Uh, it don't matter. What the fuck, the fuck doesn't matter? Nine years old. Right. Yeah. Uh, they did a song. They did a song uh, for Combine called uh, "We Might Heal." Oh. Okay. And yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't anything funny. I don't even think like you're like. Oh, yeah, shit. no. Just every once in a while, you know, schools try to do something serious, and it comes out just crappy and hilarious. Yeah, but no, not like was... funny in a good way. It's like funny in a bad way. Like sad yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but this, I mean, it turned out really good because they, they did, like, you know, a lot of, I mean, obviously they did the concert that we were practicing for for the month, but they included this song, and I believe it was a song that we ended with, and it was called We Might Heal, and I actually remember um, a lot, a large part of the lyrics from this song. Uh, it's like, it's like, no, we won't forget, you know, but in time we might heal. Um it was it was such an amazing song, but the thing was like I can't find that song. But I swear to God, if I was able to find that song, I'd fucking put it on my iPod because it was such it was such an uplifting song, and I never really appreciated it when I was a kid. I was just like, okay, you know, I'm fucking nine years old. I don't want to be up here on stage and you know shit like that. Um, but like when you know, as growing up and every year passes with Combine and it's the same thing. Like every time somebody brings up fucking, you know, four twenty and it's a lot of people are like, Oh shit, it's four twenty, make sure you go out and get your weed. I've never related four twenty to marijuana. Of course I'm not a marijuana smoker. Nothing against it, just not my thing. Yeah. Uh, sure. But I always remember that day being the day of Combine and every year it goes by. I that song always sticks in my head. And it just like it was that moment. Yeah, I think I was like eighteen, nineteen years old, like just as an adult. And 420 came around, and uh, something came up on Columbine uh, because it was uh, it was 2009, so it was the 10 year anniversary of it, and they did a bunch of things on the news for it. I think there's a documentary on it, and I and I watched this shit because I mean like it was a big moment um, in our history, um, and also again from my childhood, it was like one of the biggest tragedies that that uh, that yeah. I remember happening. You know, in my childhood, because I mean, at a younger age, you don't pay attention to shit and stuff. But like around nine, ten years old, I mean, fuck, you know, combine happens. Then Ashley's born that year. It's like, fuck, what the whole world is she coming into? Right. So we start start thinking about all this. I'm I'm not gonna lie, I I forgot that Columbine happened during my lifetime because I was like, you know, I'm only what a year younger than you, two years younger than you maximum. Well, you're 29 now, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be 30 29? in August. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll be 31. So, yeah, so it's a year. Right. But yeah. that's the thing, too. It's like, it's like, I mean, there's shit happening. And that's, and that's what's going to happen Um, since you brought that up. That game I was telling you about for Derek's birthday that happened a couple weeks ago that we're oh, going to yeah, play yeah, today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to kind of bring back some of the shit that actually happened in our childhood. 
Um, but yeah, no, and that's the thing too. It's like, if it wasn't for this song, if it wasn't for that moment that I shared with my classmates, Columbine would never be a thought to me because you sit gotcha. there and it's like, oh yeah, Columbine happened, but Virginia Tech happened. Uh, that shooting down in Texas in like what, the 70s or something like that, that right. the sniper in the bell tower happened. Uh, north, uh, was it, um, the, um, Oh, the college my friends went to, uh, that had that shooting on Valentine's Day in like 08. Oh, dang. Yeah, yeah. You know, Northern. I think it was Northern uh, NIU, I think it was. Yeah, I mean, like, all these other shootings happen, and they're all horrible. But for some reason, Combine always stuck out in my head. Yeah, I think it's just, it was the first one, really. Yeah, and, and the thing was, is like, it's, it's, it's the first one that happened in my lifetime that was relatable to me because I would, Again, like, you know, this was, these were high school kids who were just normal fucking kids that just one day, you know, decided to, you know, make history in their own, you know, unfortunate way. And, you know, so you sit there and you sit there and think like, shit, you know, eventually I'm going to be in junior high. I'm going to be in high school. And I kind of want to relate that to maybe like how I grew up and how I appreciate people a little bit more because I didn't want to be the guy to either make someone go over that edge, you know, and shit like that, which no one should do that. I mean, I... I understand bowling is still a thing in 2020, and it really shouldn't be. It should have never been. But um, that song was absolutely amazing. It's a life-changing uh, song. And uh, when I was 18, 19 years old, around the 10-year anniversary, uh, fuck, you know, it's just like it, it just brought back to my mind. And I just remember, like, you know, being there in, in the fucking uh, bleacher, the little stand things in the back next to my friends singing that song. And I was like, if I could ever find that fucking song. And I've tried to Google it. It ain't fucking there. But awesome Check fucking your, song. Uh Check your Facebook Messenger. Oh, did you find it? Did you find it, know. Joe? I was asking. I, 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 I may have. I sent you. A, I sent you a link that might have it. Ooh. I'll look at it later. Okay. Ooh, it might be. That might be it. That might be it. I mean, uh, I'm going to check it out later. But yeah, I mean, uh, 21 years, uh, and it's still making an impact. Uh, in the <laughs> Are you going to play it? I was going to, but then I, I. It didn't sound very good quality over my iPad, so I'm sure it's even worse over the microphone. <laughs> it just sounded like yelling at that point. Yeah, it sounded like it sounded like a children's choir, which just never. It, it, I've never heard a children's choir that sounded that good. <laughs> <laughs> I know they exist, but I just I can't imagine this one does. <laughs> but no, awesome, uh, awesome. Um uh, events that we chose when we came to literature because literature is an important thing. It's definitely important mm-hmm. to Freaknet Studios as we move forward in creating our Freaky Tales book. Absolutely. Uh, that's not a segue into anything we're doing with uh, pertaining to books, but uh, I do want to segue as you were talking about uh, events in history. And um, it's a great uh, great time to bring back uh, our fun-filled game, uh, My Corona. Mm-hmm. So, guys, uh, April 14th was uh, Derek's birthday. If you guys don't remember Derek, he was the one who was the editor for our show uh, over the... Uh, past few years uh right now he's on a hiatus from it hopefully to get him back in and involved in the show but in the meantime he's still a member of uh this family and we want to wish him happy birthday he turned 31 this year and i wanted to play a little game with uh joe here and i wanted to play my corona and i want to change the rules again because why what's the point of having a game on a podcast if you can't change the rules every single time you play Right, that makes sense to me. So, <laughs> so Joe, uh, this is what we're going to do. Uh, I have every single major event from 1989 until 2020. Woo! Okay. 
And uh, this isn't my determination. This is done by the website I pulled it from. I'm not sure what it is, but it doesn't matter because it's the first one that came up when I Googled major events by year. All right. So I'm going to give you the major event of 1989 and 1990. Now, you got to give one a Corona Extra and a Corona Light. The Corona Extra is the one that you deem most important between the two events. Okay. When you do that, that one moves forward and it takes on 1991 between those two and then so on and so forth until we get to 2020. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. So uh, we're going to start with 1989, which uh, was uh, the Berlin Wall uh, Falls. Ooh. And the 1990 uh, Democracy in Poland. So, And I, this is a disclaimer. Think... This is a disclaimer. All these events are going to be important in their own way. And just because we say one's more important than the other, it's just our views. You know, you guys don't want to go with yeah. us. It's just a game. Have fun. Yeah. I think, so, I think okay. the Berlin Wall is more, more culturally significant because it gets referenced all the time and democracy in Poland does not. <laughs> all right. So Berlin Wall is uh, Corona Extra. Yeah. All right. Berlin Wall or 1991's American Goes to War in the Middle East. Oh, see, that's a tough one because on the one hand, you could argue that, so that, that'd be what, the Gulf War, right? Well, if you, and here's the thing too, Joe. If you do need more information on the event, I can read you the description they give me. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay. So let's go with the, uh, America Goes to War in the Middle East. After Saddam Hussein's Iraq invades and occupies yeah. Kuwait in August 2nd, 1990, the United States sends forces to defend neighboring Saudi Arabia for being overrun and to protect its vital oil assets in the Operation Desert Shield. Oh, with okay. Saudi Ar- okay. What's up? Sorry, nothing. I'm talking to myself. Oh, with Saudi Arabia secured, U.S. implements Operation Desert Storm to push Iraq forces back across the border with Kuwait in a military operation that lasts until a ceasefire takes effect in April. Gotcha. So, I... <clears throat> I wish it weren't, but I, I think I got to go with uh, with that one, with Desert Storm there, because it, if it weren't for that, we probably wouldn't have gone immediately back to war after 9/11, and we wouldn't still be at war today. Yeah. So you we're know. going to so we're going to go. Let me go. Let me get a little post note here, just just so I don't forget the name of these. So we're going to go with uh, Middle East War uh, yeah. as the extra. Yep. Okay. Cool. So 91's Middle East War. Or 1992, the end of the Cold War. Ooh. Hmm. That's a tough one. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with uh, Middle Eastern 91. Okay. All right. So we got the 91 Middle East War or 1993, the European Union becomes a real thing, becomes reality, if you will. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with 91 again just because, uh, the EU seems like it's getting ready to fall apart. Okay. Middle Eastern War 91 or 1994, Amazon.com is born. Ooh, we're gonna move to that. Amazon.com Amazon.com, running the world today. I didn't realize it was 94. I didn't either. I, I knew it was, I knew it was in the 90s, but I didn't know it was that early. I don't think it was 94. I mean, shit, that was before, I think that was before kindergarten for Travis. Yeah. Oh, shit, I'm young. All right. Uh, let's see here. 94, Amazon.com, or 1995, domestic terrorist strike in Oklahoma. 
Tell me more about that. In the deadliest domestic terrorist attack in U.S. history, anti-government radicals Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols bombed the Alfred P. Murrah Federal Building in Oklahoma City. <sighs> they timed the truck bomb attack for a weekday morning in order to maximize casualties. For the murder of at least 168 people, including 19 children, who were in a child care center in the building, and the injuries of hundreds of others, an, unremor- an unremorseful McVeigh is executed by lethal injection on June 11, 2001. Nichols huh. is serving a life sentence without the possibility of parole. This actually happened uh, this past Sunday. Wow. Yeah. I did not realize these things happened in the 90s. 25 <laughs> years. 25 years ago, and uh, I actually yeah. watched. I actually watched uh, McVeigh's uh, Lethal Injection. They, uh, they broadcast it live on TV. Oh, dang. That's wild. Yeah. Oh, man. It's hard to say which has had more more cultural significance. But, mm-hmm. man, I, I think without the Oklahoma City bombing, you wouldn't have Columbine and you wouldn't have the series of shootings that happened afterwards. So I got to – I think I'm going to move to Oklahoma City bombing in 95. Take that, Amazon. Yeah, suck it, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> if you'd All like right. to change my vote, give me a billion dollars, please. <laughs> I'll do more All good right. with it than you'll ever do with the rest of your 111. Oh, God. People <laughs> in Washington. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, 90, fucking. All right, 1995 Oklahoma City bombing or 1996, the dawn of cloning. Uh... I'm going to stick with the Oklahoma City bombing, but I hope that someday in the future we could revisit this and the dawn of cloning will win. I just don't feel like it's had any real impact other than in science fiction stories. Yeah, Dolly the Sheep. Yeah. (laughs) All right, 95 Oklahoma City bombing or 1997 Machine Tops Chess Champion. Uh, I'm going to stick with the bombing. This episode of this freaking show is brought to you by BallWash.com. Now, it's no secret that the man's most prized possession also happens to be the most sensitive part of his body. Balls are prone to sweat, odor-causing bacteria, and irritation. Upgrade your balls game with quality products formulated to keep your skin healthy and fresh. Guys, that is where BallWash.com comes in. Go to BallWash.com right now. Check out the variety of products they have, as well as kits and subscriptions they have available for you. And when you hit that checkout button and you go to pay for that order, make sure you use the promo code FREAKNET, that's F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T, at checkout. It will save you 15% on your entire order. That's right, BallWash.com. When it comes to your sack, they got your back. 95 Oklahoma City or 1998 Google Begins. Wow. Google is after Amazon? I guess so. That's wild. Yeah. I'm going to switch over to Google. 98 Google? Yeah. That runs everything too. I mean, they, 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 I think their, their software runs a lot of the stuff that the net is like based on right now. Mm. Yeah. All right. 1991, NATO's first independent strike. Tell me more about that. In order to get Yugoslavic forces out of Kosovo during the Kosovo War, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, NATO forces initiate their first ever military campaign against the Federal Republic of Yugoslavia. Huh. 
without UN uh, Security Council authorization as Russia and China oppose the attack. The NATO airstrikes are aimed at stopping an onslaught against ethnic Albanians by the government of Slobodan Milosevic. Yeah. Do you know him? I know of him, yeah. Man. Uh, the NATO attacks last nearly three months, culminating in the withdrawal of Yugoslavic forces from Kosovo. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with Google, but that's that's really I wish I wish that had had more of an impact in my thinking and 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 culturally. Gotcha. Here's what is kind of surprising to me: 2000 International Space Station opens. Oh dang! I thought that was way earlier. Yeah. Right. See, and I, I feel like that's that's the thing. You'd think it happened way earlier. So, do you think that it's it's something that just you know it's important enough that it seems like it's existed forever, or do you say I didn't even know what happened in two thousand, so Google still wins? You know, uh, so I'm going to stick with Google. But it's pretty cool. It'd be neat if the space station <laughs> did anything other than lose money. <laughs> do you uh, you want to guess what two thousand one's event was? Mm, the invention of the Furby. Close. <laughs> also, a traumatic moment in life. <laughs> right? It kept just as many kids from sleeping. <laughs> Dark. Oh, Sorry, that's a terrible joke. Nah, it, 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 no, it's not. You're fine. <laughs> oh man, Furbies. Uh, obviously, obviously, nine eleven happened in two thousand one. Uh, Attacks on the World Trade Center, the Pentagon, and uh, um, apparently also uh, I think the White House was supposed to be the third building that was attacked. But uh, or yeah, I think you're right. I think I will. I mean, I have to go through with 9/11, right? Because that's that is like the defining moment for for our generation yeah. in so many it's, ways. It is um, probably the first event I remember reading in a history book that I was born in. Yeah. Other than like Bosnia, but I really didn't. I lived when Bosnia happened because that was the early nineties, but that wasn't relevant to me when I was two, three years old. Right, exactly. Nine eleven was the first thing I read in a history book that yeah. I remember watching on TV first. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh um, man, watching that live. Well, not quite live, but that same day. Whew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um. 2002, uh, the creation of Homeland Security. Really? It took until 2002? Well, I guess it was late, late in the year. I'm going to stick with uh, 9-11 because 9-11 influenced that. Yep. 2003, U.S. crushes Iraq. And literally, that's how they phrase it. Jesus. I'm going to stick with 9-11, but good Lord. <laughs> 2004, Facebook is born. 2004? Yeah. Wild. Part of me wants to switch over, but I'm gonna stick with, I'm gonna stick with 9-11, but damn. Wow. I mean, it's only 16 years old and it's already caused multiple genocides. That's insane. Facebook has become a $510 billion digital advertising behemoth. Just, just to share that fact. Yeah. Alright, 2005, Katrina hit New Orleans. You know, I wish they had more of an impact than, than I feel like it actually did. So, I'm going to stick with 9-11. What? 9-11 might um, win this. It might go all the way. 
2006, Hussein was executed. Yeah, see, without 9-11, Hussein wouldn't have been executed. 2004, the, or, I'm sorry, 2007, the introduction of the iPhone. Hmm. That's really revolutionized the world. If without the iPhone, we wouldn't have smartphones. Like at all, I don't think, in the same way. So I'm, I'm gonna switch over. That sounds happier anyway. Let's switch over to the iPhone. So 07 iPhones? Yep. Okay. Hard to say that. Uh, like I'm running for office <laughs> in a Family Guy sketch. God. Oh god, the fucking Lois Griffin one? Uh-huh. 9-11. <laughs> yeah, she got my vote. Uh, 2008, I think this one's dumb, but, uh, Dow plunges. Uh, the Dow Jones industry average records the largest ever intraday drop of 777 points after Congress rejects a massive $700 billion bailout of U.S. banks. The bill would pass days later. The market reacts also to months of global market turmoil amid the 2008 global financial crisis spurred by the U.S. subprime mortgage market crash. The Dow fell by more than half during the 0709 Great Recession, tumbling from 14,000 in October to 6,000 in March of 09. Wow. Largest cra- crash to date, because uh, the, the one that happened in March was actually bigger, but uh, March of this it's year past, was bigger. It's past March? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's a weird pick. you think they'd pick President Obama for whatever reason. But uh, I'm going to stick with the iPhone, though. Yeah. It came with that stock app that was just on the phone. Yeah, that's, that's kind of weird, right? Why, why would the stock market uh, supersede uh, the first African-American president? Right. Oh, there we go. Never mind. Here's why. Oh, because he was yeah. inaugurated in 09. Yeah, 2009, America's first African-American president. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, you know, I feel like i got to switch over to that. I, I'm not super happy about it, but I, I'm going to. Oh nine Obama. Yep. Which is a weird thing to say. It sounds like he's like, uh, like, there's like an upgrade on board. I want the right. 09 Obama. <laughs> I want the 09 Obama. The 09 Obama was real progressive. He had a lot of hope and stuff. He was, he was in favor of, of, of systemic change that we need to make the country livable for everybody. And, uh, he didn't do any of that. And now his vice president's probably going to be the next president if, if, if Trump, uh, doesn't turn things around with this coronavirus. And, and we're just going to have four more years of, of crap. Funniest Sorry. thing. Funniest meme I've ever seen. So funniest meme I've seen so far. Um, Obama and uh, Biden are right there, and Obama's like, "I'm endorsing you, Joe," and he's like, "For what?" <laughs> Damn, that's perfect. You know what I love most about '09 Obama? What's that? '09 Obama, when he danced, it felt like he wanted to dance, right? And then you hit like 2000. 12 Obama and he like he felt like he was just dancing just to just keep up the uh because he had yeah because he had to dance yeah yeah that's how I feel too uh see that uh 2010 crashed uh catastrophic oil spill uh 11 workers died and 17 injured after an explosion and fire eruption on the deep water horizon offshore drilling rig oh my God. 40 miles from Louisiana coast the explosion I, caused the largest environmental disaster in U.S. history. Please hold your gas for the end. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're fine. Spewing <laughs> 3 million barrels of crude oil over three months it took to stop the leak. 
British oil company BP says costs climbed to $65 billion in claims for the accident, including $1.7 billion charged it took to recent, as recently as the fourth quarter of 2017. <gasps> so still paying but up until 2017, they're paying for like the next seven years on this bill that took three months to fix, causing Damn. death, injury, and uh, what did they say it was? Uh, three million barrels of crude oil that went into the ocean. Dang. I forgot that that happened. Completely I forgot, forgot it happened until Mark Wahlberg came out with a movie for it. <laughs> he came out? I didn't know that was a movie about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, Deepwater Horizons, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that it would be about the event that it's named after, but it's just, Deepwater Horizon could be so many different things for a Mark Wahlberg movie. Well, yeah, and that's the thing, too, like, because, like, um, when they when they talked about it, they never said Deepwater Horizon uh, uh, offshore drilling rig. They just called it the BP oil spill. Yeah. So when he came yeah. out with that movie, I never knew what it was until I looked it up, because he did that before with the uh, Manhattan uh, Marathon. Oh, okay. That movie, did that movie based on the uh, bombing at the Manhattan Marathon, which um, I'm not sure if that. No, that's probably later on. I wonder if that's going to be one of the topics. Anyways, I'm going to stick with Obama for now. Obama, oh nine Obama. Yep. 2011, <laughs> Obama, Bin Laden killed. That was. Uh, I'm going to stick with Obama, but that was that was a moment in history. This one I've sure. never heard of, and you probably even know it. 2012, the good particle is probably discovered. Oh, the the God the Higgs boson. I don't know. Oh, the God particle. I'm sorry, not good particle. The God yeah. particle. Uh, nearly 600 feet below the France-Switzerland border of CERN's Large Hadron Collider facility. I don't know how to pronounce it. Hey, international team. Hey, listen, man. Sorry. No, you're fine. You, yeah, you went to college, man. You're allowed to do that shit. <laughs> you're you're allowed to belittle me. I wasn't uh, trying to belittle you. I know. Like I know, man. I know. I get it. I get it. You know, I'm your kid gardener. You're trying to reach me to meet to uh, read Catwalk's dog. <laughs> uh, an international team of scientists discover a new particle widely believed to be the elusive Higgs boson. Known as, uh, what is that word, boson, B-O-S-O-N, boson? Uh, boson, boson, either way. Boson. Known yeah. as the God particle, which is thought to be a fundamental component of the universe. Higgs boson has been an important element of particle physics theory for decades, but until 2012, there have been no physical evidence to support its existence. Yeah, I feel like that really hasn't panned out, unless, of course... Uh, in their discovering it, it shifted us into a bad timeline. <laughs> Which some people argue. But I, I guess I'm stick with Obama again. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, 2013, Snowden reveals secrets. Oh, yeah. What the fuck is this? This is WikiLeaks bullshit? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Edward Snowden, who is still not imprisoned. He's living in Russia. I thought he. I thought that was a guy from uh, Game of Thrones. Guy from Game of Thrones. Oh, Ned. Guy, Ned Stark. No, under a Game of Thrones guy named Snowden or some shit. Oh, I don't know. Maybe not that I know of. But nah, oh, there's Jon Snow. There we go. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we you go. know what? Just just for fun, I'm gonna switch over. I'm gonna you give it to Edward Snowden. 
You're going O three wiki or thirteen WikiLeaks. Yep. So wait, wait, so he's in Russia? Is is he just they just can't bring him back here? Is that the problem? Yeah, Russia won't extradite him. And uh as long as he's over there he, he won't be arrested or or and he's he's under protection, I believe, from uh the Russian security forces. Twenty fourteen, Russian bear bites Ukraine. Oh, they've, they're, they're picking such jaunty titles for these. And I, it's, it's so hard to figure out exactly what they're talking about. So they, half they the probably, time. But I know they, this probably, they probably want you to, they probably want you to uh, ask me to read it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I guess they're talking about Putin. <laughs> yeah. They're talking about when, when Putin invaded Crimea. Right. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with Snowden, but that's fine. Snowden? Um, 2015, NASA by Pluto. That was such a lovely moment in history. I'm going to switch over to that. Yeah, but it's not a planet anymore. Does it even count? Is that a planet no. again? No, it's a dwarf planet. That's a, yeah, dwarf planet. Cold, oh, cold, fifth. celestial dwarf. So 15 Pluto. But, uh, but I love that picture. It flew by and it, it got a little, it, there's a little heart shape on the side of it. You know, like like the universe saying, "We love that you did this." You know, it's it's like a it's like a dick pic from God. <laughs> uh, Twenty sixteen, Trump elected president. I mean that that clearly has the most cultural significance to the moment. Now, why is it he is? I mean, they're going by Obama being the first president in the following year, but Trump being elected the same year. I'm just guessing there's nothing else going on in 2016. Yeah, I guess there really was. I mean, I can't remember anything else that happened. Right. Uh, you got to stick with Snowden or uh, move over to... No, I'm going I'm to move over to, to Trump. Oh, no shit. All right, so yep. 20... I'm running off spots on my post-it. I thought, I thought you would be committed to Timothy McVeigh. Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. Hey, man, this is, this is you. I'm just a game show host. Fair. Uh, okay, 2017, Hurricane Triple Whammy. Within four weeks, three massive hurricanes, Harvey, Irma, and Maria, strike Texas, Florida, and the Caribbean, killing 228 people, inflicting a combined $265 billion in damages, damages, and displacing millions of homeowners. Hurricane Maria inflicts immense damage to the U.S. Commonwealth of Puerto Rico, which was already struggling from economic insolvency. Yeah, see, this is another one. I, I wish I could say this had more of a cultural impact, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. So I gotta, I gotta stay with Trump, President Trump. 2018 wildfires in Northern California. Uh, the catastrophic cost, uh, the lives of 88 people. Fire consumed 18,000 homes and businesses. State and federal officials estimated that it would cost three billion to clean up debris. Nope, gotta, gotta stay. I'm staying. Okay. Didn't uh, didn't really have any impact. I, I, all I remember about it really was was the fact that the Kardashians could afford their own private firefighters. <laughs> what? Yeah, they they because because uh, uh, I forget exactly what happened, but because of the the amount of fire, um, the public public firefighters in the area were completely overwhelmed because, you know, we never fund these things until it's too late. Um, uh, because, you know, of a, the failure of our economic system. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
And, uh, and so the, the Kardashians hired, and not just the Kardashians, but they were, they were one, one particular standout in the news, hired their own private firefighter, uh, I don't know what you call them, squadron? Uh, contingent? I don't know. But, uh, uh, whatever they're called, uh, they, they had their own private firefighter group, uh, who protected their specific house, the Kardashian West, uh, property. That I, blazes. that I did not know. Yep. Uh, 2019, uh, the impeachment of Trump. I mean, that hasn't gone anywhere. So I'll just stick nope. with, with 2016. And 2020, the Rona. Well, that is clearly the most, uh, important thing right now. So I'm going to switch over to that. So we have established, uh, not only in Derek's life, but your life and mine, that the most impactful event in our lives is what's going on currently, is the 2020 Yeah, economy. I mean, it's it's responsible for the biggest stock market drop, the biggest stock market rebound, uh, uh, 30 days without as many, as much pollution has started to cause the earth to, to heal and roll back a lot of the problems that we've caused. Um, to the point that some scientists are actually saying we can fix the ocean and it would take only about, uh, I think like three or four years of, of concerted effort, uh, to restore the ocean back to pre-industrial levels, which is pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's really affected a lot of, a lot of the information we have about the world and, and what humans are capable of when we come together and decide to do, you know, good things for each other and for the planet. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, coronavirus. Thanks, Rona. You you backhanded compliment of a of a thing. This freaking show is brought to you by Audible.com. If you like uh if you like to read as much as I do, if you enjoy a good book, head on over to audibletrial.com slash freaknet. Maybe you don't like to read. Maybe you like to have things read to you. Head on over to audibletrial.com slash freaknet and you will get a 30-day free trial plus your first credit toward a free book. Uh, I recommend during this this time of extended uh, uh, staying at home to, to pick something longer, something really good, maybe something by Stephen King. Maybe check out The Stand or It or any of the Dark Tower books. Anything in that category, you're going to find something that's at least 30 to 40 hours long, which is going to get you through a whole week of listening. Um, so head on over to audibletrial.com slash freaknet today. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you picked uh, Corona because uh, it's going to segue into the uh, next couple of things I do want to talk about here. Sure. Um, okay. So uh, Prisker went on to say that um, – the uh, stay-at-home order is going to be pushed to the end of May. Yep. Uh, there has been some modifications to the stay-at-home stay order. So we're going to play a second round of Mike Corona. Oh, no. Okay. No, this is easy. This, you don't have to write anything yeah. down. Oh, okay, perfect. Write, I just, I just ripped up my paper. That's the only no, reason no. I was going to all, all this is I'm going to give you uh, the updated ordinance, and you just got to tell me if it's extra that – you know, um, it's a little too much to what we have to do. It's light. Uh, they should definitely do more. Or premiere, that sounds like the right thing to do. Okay. So we're going to go back to the original uh, rules. Perfect, perfect. So extra, okay. extra, they need more. 
Premiere is just right. No, 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 no. Extra, they're doing too much. Light, oh, too much. they're not doing right. enough. And Premiere, okay. they're doing just right. Think exactly. about uh, three little, uh, the three little bears or the fucking uh, Goldilocks and the three bears. Right, right. <clears throat> extra, extra is way too much. Light is not enough. Premiere is just enough. Okay, perfect, perfect. Okay. <clears throat> no problem, man. That's what I'm here for. I'm glad. Uh, let's see here. Outdoor recreation. State parks will begin a phased reopening under guidance from the Department of Natural Resources. Fishing and boating in groups of no more than two people will be permitted. A list of parks that will be open on May 1st and additional guidelines can be found on the Illinois Department of Natural Resources website. Golf will be permitted under strict safety guidelines provided by the Illinois Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity and when ensuring that social distancing is followed. So they're opening up parks, they're opening up golf courses. I think it's weird that they're opening up golf courses, but... I think it's weird I'm, that people are making a big deal about golf. Yeah, right. That's exactly how I feel. Like, who cares? Eh. Yeah. I love golf. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy going out and golfing sometimes. I mean, like, sure. I, my, my life isn't golf, but... Look, I, somebody I love getting drunk outside as much as anybody. Right. Which I'm pretty sure is all golf really is. Right? I'm just. It's just weird, like, when you go on Facebook and, like... Everybody who does nothing but share like food meal ideas or uh political shit or something about how much like they want to find a relationship. That's yeah. all my Facebook page is. But all of a sudden you get quarantined and people want to go fishing, they want to go golfing, they want to go camping, they want to go hiking. I'm like, motherfuckers. <laughs> I I'm didn't want to do anything until I was told I couldn't. Right? It's like, this is a shit I want to do for years with you. But you're like, nah, I can't really do that. Like, come on now. But anyways, <laughs> um, uh, open up golf courses, open up parks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say premiere. I think, I think it's fine. I, I'm, I'm glad that we're rolling back, uh, cautiously. Mm-hmm. And we're doing it at a level where we can make sure that people are able to stay safe. We don't get a second wave. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, new essential businesses. Uh, guard, greenhouses and garden centers and nurseries will reopen as essential businesses. These stores must follow social distancing requirements and must require that employees and customers wear a face covering. Animal grooming service may also reopen. So greenhouses, nurseries, uh, dog grooming or uh, pet grooming places are opening up as uh, as of May first. You know, I'll, I'm going to give it another premiere because I thought that was that was one particular area of the economy. I thought it was weird that they closed mm-hmm. because, like, you can garden by yourself pretty easily, and and um, I just I didn't understand that. So uh, yeah. I think it's fine. I think premiere. I'm going to give it good on you. Okay. Uh, non-essential retail. Retail stores not designated as non-essential businesses and operations may reopen to fulfill telephone and online orders through pickup outside the store and delivery. Yeah, I'm going to say that's fine. Okay. Premiere. I'll give that a premiere. Uh, face covering, which this one's a little weird to me, but I want to get your input on it first. Uh, beginning yeah. on May 1st, individuals will be required to wear a face covering or mask when in a public place where they can't maintain a six-foot social distance. Uh, face coverings will be required in public indoor spaces, such as stores. This new requirement applies to all individuals over the age of two who are able to medically tolerate a face covering or a mask. Okay. Uh, honestly, that's that's one of the things I think we're going to be doing for a long time, and I'm, I'm glad they put it on there. I think it's weird that they added caveats. Yeah. 
I, so I, maybe I'll say light because of that, because I think, you know, it's, it's so easy to wear a mask. We, we have some from Maddie brings them home from work all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not that uncomfortable. They're, you can wear it for about half hour, 45 minutes before it's, uh, me personally, I should say, I can wear it for about half hour, 45 minutes before I find it uncomfortable. Um, which is plenty of time to do whatever I need to do outside and get back inside, uh, where I know that I'm going to be safe and I'm not going to endanger anybody else from taking it off. Yeah. Uh, I want to say, I'm, I'm going to say light. I do want to, I do want to talk about this one. Uh, I want to say light, uh, for the same reason you said, the caveats or caveats, whatever the fuck you said, the fancy yeah. word you said for the, uh, exceptions to the rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you need, you need to wear it if you can't maintain more than six feet. Technically you should wear it no matter what. Yeah. Six feet, 12 feet, 20 feet, I don't care, maintain, you know, wear the fucking face mask. But it's weird when it says over the age of two. Yeah. Yeah, because like, like, yeah, because yeah. I, I understand maybe, maybe it's to keep kids from ripping it off, like it's, it's not worth enforcing it on two years old, two year olds, you know, because uh, it's just weird. It's just a weird one. Well, I don't know, maybe, like, maybe kids should still just stay home. That that's a big thing. Kids definitely should stay home. But why not kids under the age of two? Like, I mean, like, I mean, they're newborns, they're toddlers, they're more prone to fucking infections and shit. Which, right. granted, they stay at home. You don't got to worry about any of that. But it's kind of weird how they waited till this point to make that a requirement. I figured that would have happened in mid-April. Right? Yeah. That's that. I thought that was weird too. So, but I will say uh, one thing I know about the masks just from from Maddie telling me from from her work at the hospital. <laughs> Um, the mask doesn't do a good job of protecting you from other people. It protects other people from you. Um, so it's, it's more of a, it's more of a thing that, that helps prevent you from accidentally spreading the disease because you're so wearing it and it's, it's filtering and your like breath. That. Right, gotcha. right. Gotcha. So it, it, I mean, so maybe, maybe they looked at it and said, you know, toddlers are, are less likely uh, to have it in the first place, and if they have it, they're probably staying home because they're toddlers and they have fevers and, and they're crying and shit. Um, so maybe they don't have to wear it because they're not spreading it as yeah. much. I don't know. But this, on the other hand, toddlers are walking petri, di- petri dishes, petri dishes, whatever they're called, and and I feel like they they probably shouldn't even be allowed in buffets, let alone outside without a mask. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one's gonna be this one's gonna be interesting to me and see how uh, life's going to fucking alter when it comes to manufacturing. But essential businesses and manufacturers, uh, essential businesses and manufacturers will be required to provide face coverings to all employees who are not able to maintain six feet of social distancing, as well as follow new requirements that maximize social distancing and prioritize the well-being of employees and customers. This will include occupancy limits for essential employees and precautions such as staggering shifts and operating only essential lines of manufacturers. Um... This is weird for me because of the company I work for. My job is to stack a pallet where I am three feet away from somebody else. We're each standing on an opposite side of a pallet and we're stacking pails. And there's a guy who's four feet away from us who's playing the top on on top of that pallet. So according to this, I guess by law, uh, by May 1st, they're going to give us face masks because of that. And they got to supply them. But at the same time, it also says that you need to do stuff within the manufacturing that prevents that kind of closeness. Right. As much as um, you're able. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would say this premiere. I agree with it. I mean, like, I think, I think this again, this is a lot of stuff I think should have happened till April 15th. It was mm-hmm. just weird because it looks like they waited until that 30 day point. Yeah. To like make alter, altercations. But realistically, everything they're saying right now when it comes to mask and uh, social distancing, that was the shit that everyone should have been doing since the beginning. Right. I, I, I agree with you. I think yeah. premiere and I also think they should have been doing it sooner. Mm-hmm. Uh, schools, educational institutions may allow and establish procedures for pickup of necessary supplies or student belongings. Dormitory moveouts must follow public health guidelines, including social distancing. I think that sounds good. That sounds premier to me. I know a lot of kids left a lot of stuff in their lockers and because they thought they'd be back the next day. Well, yeah, because originally it was only two weeks, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now I just turned the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to get your stuff out. You know, and especially if you're if you're living in a dorm on a campus or whatever, like good God, could you imagine having, mm-hmm. you know, you you go home for spring break and then you you can't come back and get your stuff for for a month and a half, whoo, wild. I'll see here. Uh, that's it. That it's gonna be a great one. time to get yourself a, a a face mask and go and go pillage the the dumpsters though. Oh, you know what I found out? You know what I found out? You know what I found out? Oh, what's that? What's that? What's that? You know that merchandise we have at tpublic.com if you search TFS? Yeah. Uh, tpublic.com is working on um, making uh, face masks available. Nice. Nice. Yeah. They, uh, they've they been working on it. They're not sure when they're going to be able to uh, get them up and ready to go. But yeah. uh, you'll be able to sell them with our, uh, with our uh, designs on them. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be ready to go as soon as uh, COVID-19 is gone and passed. But, uh, right. Yeah, I, I got I got the notification from T Public that uh, face masks are going to become uh, available on their site. They're going to let us know when that is, and uh, I hope it does happen soon. Um, I and nice. I think it's really cool. A lot of these companies, I mean, I get it, you know, like they're a company to make a profit, and hey, why not profit off the situation? They're yeah. no different than any other business. I'm not downing T Public whatsoever. I appreciate no, all the work they no. do for us yeah. here at this freaking show. Um, it's just it's almost a little too late. Um, they probably should have figured this out back in April, but right. Um, good for them. That's awesome, guys. Uh, make sure you keep in touch with us as far as that goes. We'll let you know as soon as the face masks are available, because I know as soon as they are, I'm gonna buy one. Nice. Um, I'm probably gonna get the cartoon Joe face right on the front. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. Uh, the last thing I do want to talk about, which is gonna be really brief. Um, we all heard that the Indiana Beach closed down. Yeah, a lot. A lot of people freaked out about it, but somebody bought it and they reopened that's it. Awesome. Do you have more information about that? Because I, I absolutely do. That's all I, I know about it. I got the article right here, Joe. Fantastic. I'm ready right. to hear it. I had I had things ready all for this episode. I was so excited. Okay, Chicago resident purchases the Indiana Beach. <clears throat> no news bug. I don't want to buy a subscription. Just let me read the. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, geez, now I can't find it. Now, now, Joe, I'm sorry. Now I don't have it. Oh no! Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, it's okay. How did? No, Joe, it's not okay. Well, no, right. of course. I mean, news should be free. Because news, I mean, it was fine. I had the article up and ready to go, and all of a sudden, it's like, hey, why don't you uh, sign up for this? And I won't. No, yeah, we're. I won't. Uh, I need more spam in my inbox. Thank you, <laughs> Uh, I'll pull this back up. Why don't you go ahead and um, tell me what you're freaking thinking about? What am I freaking thinking about? I am freaking thinking about um, 
uh, honestly, all the great PlayStation 4 sales that I really shouldn't participate in. Yeah, Colin told me about that. But I'm thinking about, because right now, I've, since it started, since the spring sale, spring sale started, I've had about $300 worth of games in my cart. It's only five games. But because of the sale, it's less than $100. Aren't all the uh, games that are on sale related to, like, Apocalypse and End of the World bullshit? Not all of them. Quite a few. Oh, I, guess, I guess just the ones that Colin sent me the, because uh, it was like, I fucking, I don't know, like, Badlands. That's some goofy shit. Oh, yeah, like Far From Home or something. Borderlands, yeah. there we go. Yeah, I got, I've got those in my cart. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, Kingdom Hearts, the complete collection is only $30 right now, and it's usually like 99 uh, to 150 depending on, on what you get. Just gotta uh, buy it. Right? I spent all that money on, on camera equipment, so it's, it's hard yeah. to talk myself into it. But, uh, but yeah, so it's, I'm excited about that, and, and I love that they've offered free games. So, like, I've never played the Uncharted series before. I had no interest in playing it. They gave it to me for free. And now I'm I'm enjoying it. It's fun. I'm having a good time playing through the first one. And uh, hopefully, as the series goes along, they become better games. Because right now, I feel like I'm playing Crash Bandicoot, but with uh, a human instead of a Bandicoot. What are you freaking thinking about? Uh, actually, a couple things. Uh, the biggest thing is uh, JFW is going to be recording the 100th episode this weekend. Uh, so I'm really excited for that. Uh, Congratulations. Dally, yeah, Dally, thanks, man. Dally and Dizzle J are both going to be here tomorrow to record uh, not only the audio, audio but video uh, uh, podcast. So I'm really excited for that. We're going to do some rankings and uh, the top five picks and stuff. So I'm happy for that to happen. Uh, it should have happened uh, a lot earlier, but obviously the COVID thing happened and kind of pushed us off a little bit. Uh, our 200th episode is, is going to happen in September. So I'm excited for that, Joe. So we're going to have 200 over here. Uh, the other thing I'm happy about and what I'm freaking thinking about is uh, next week uh, we're recording the first Pretty Little Freaks podcast. Nice. So, Great. Yeah, so, so their first uh, their first podcast is going to be recorded and dropped next week. Uh, for you guys out there, uh, again, check out the show last week. We talked about the show the entire time, uh, Pretty Little Freaks podcast. Uh, Lorraine and Jordan talk about dating. They share uh, fan-submitted stories about datings and relationships and stuff like that. They read it on the air. Every story is read completely anonymous, so no real names are used uh, during the uh, story. And um, if you guys submit your stories before May 2nd, uh, you, your name will go into a raffle to win the awesome ball wash uh, uh, kit that was sent to us uh, to use in a giveaway. And this is the giveaway we decided to use it for. So um, if you guys have a story about a bad, uh, a, a bad first date or a weird relationship story that you want to share with us, you can submit it to Pretty Little Freaks Podcast at Yahoo.com. Send us your story. If you do so, We'll put your email into like a little raffle. We'll pick a name and the winner will receive that uh, gift. And again, every story is completely anonymous. So you don't have to worry about us saying your name on the air. It just won't happen. We're just, uh, the girls are just going to read the story and they're going to give their input and opinion on it and stuff. And then they're just going to have their little, uh, girl chit chat and stuff like that. So I'm really excited for that to happen. Uh, we're still trying to figure out, you know, as far as theme songs, I'm trying to get a hold of Ripley Street to use one of their songs as a theme song for it. 
And I'm excited to see how they do. This is their very first podcast, so I'm excited. Nice. Fantastic. That's great. Absolutely. Chicago businessman buys Indiana Beach Amusement Park. Okay. Uh, A Chicago businessman has bought a northern Indiana amusement park that abruptly closed in February and hopes to reopen the 94-year-old tourist destination rides and other attractions this summer if the COVID-19 restrictions allow it. Gene Staples purchased Indiana Beach before its former owner, California-based Apex Park Group, declared Chapter 11 bankruptcy on April 8th. White County Commissioner John Hemlick said on Thursday, Apex has cited the park's disappointing financial uh, performance when it announced in February that it shuttered the site, which overlooks Lake Schaefer and Monticello, and is about halfway between Chicago and Indianapolis. News of the closure of the park, long known for its slogan and jingle, there's more than corn in Indiana, never heard of that before, <laughs> shocked residents and business leaders in Monticello's Twin Lakes Reach. Oh, by the way, uh, there's more than corn in Indiana is going to be the name of this uh, episode. Oh, nice. I love that. <laughs> because that's fucking funny. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, shocked residents and business leaders in Monticello's Twin Lake Region, so named for Lake Schaefer and Jason Lake Freeman, which are popular with summer visitors. Staples said in a statement Thursday that he is an amusement park enthusiast and excited to be part of a new era for Monticello. Generations of families enjoyed summer fun on the shores of Lake Schaefer with their ongoing support and the commitment to local officials. We'll be sure future generations get the same type of relaxation and enjoyment we all desire, said Staples, now president of Indiana Beach Holdings, LLC. The 376-acre park, which uh, has traditionally been open from Memorial Day through Labor Day, has provided local employment and income since its opening in 1926. Wow. It has long attracted visitors from throughout the Midwest with its roller coasters, water park, zip lines, arcade, mini golf, children's rides, boardwalk, boardwalks, and sandy lakeside beach. The newly purchased amusement park will honor season passes and reservations, said park officials, who announced that plans were in the works to reopen the site and its adjacent, adjacent campground this summer if COVID-19 restrictions allow. We hope and believe this will just be the beginning of a great relationship and want to thank everyone that has made this possible, said Monticello Mayor Kathy Gross. On March 31st, White County's commissioner and his county council offered $3 million in financial incentive to a potential buyer. The $3 million will come from White County's Wind Farm Economic Development Fund, which was granted to the county to be used for economic development projects. Nice. Yep. So, Indiana, once again, Illinois saves your butt. No kidding. I love it. That's great. I've had a lot of good times at Indiana Beach. I did not get to go there as often as I should have as a kid. Well, maybe uh, maybe this summer if uh, Corona lifts and uh, we're more open and stuff. Uh, I know at the end of August, uh, me and Dizzle J are going to a wrestling convention down in Indiana. Maybe uh, maybe Freaknet Studios can hit uh, Indiana Beach on the way down. Maybe we can meet with the owner and have a podcast on location at Indiana yes. Beach. Yes. Oh, that would be tremendous. Right. That we're going to put, that, put that into words. We'll see what happens in August. I am into okay. it. Perfect. Uh, hey, Joe. Yes. Every week our listeners catch Cartoon Joe here on this freaking show. But if an hour or a week of Cartoon Joe just isn't enough, we're going to go. If you need more Cartoon Joe, you can find me over at the GeekCast Live podcast at GCL, 
Nope. At violentpress.com. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Google Play, and Twitter by searching GeekCast Live. Perfect. GCL.ninja just rolls off the tongue in a way that violentpress.com does. It does. It just sounds nice. Um, guys, make sure you check out every podcast that is offered by Freaknet Studios just by going to freaknetstudios.com. That's right. There is a website. It's called freaknetstudios.com. You go to that website, you'll find a link to all four of Freaknet Studios podcasts, just like this freaking show, Just Freaking Wrestling, The Gray Area, and Pretty Little Freaks. Find the, uh, find the links to all those podcasts. Make sure you subscribe and follow all of them on social media as well as following all their podcasts. Here at This Freaking Show, we are available on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter just by searching This Freaking Show. We are also found every single week on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, and iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. Holy shit, I can't figure out That's what I was going to guess. Dang it. Right? Yeah, no, I was I'm pretty sure that was the one that was missed. Oh, well. I think it was like FM, I think on FM Player Radio too. Actually, if you want to go, if you guys want, if you have an Alexa dot on your house, just say Alexa, play this freaking show podcast. They'll play the most recent episode. So, nice. We're everywhere. Anyways, a special shout out to Audible Trial.com backslash Freaknet and Ballwash.com for being sponsors of the show. That's all I got. So as always, I am Travesty. I'm Cartoon Joe. And thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out.